This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hi. You are rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. I hope everyone is having a pleasant and uh, safe Thursday, to be real honest with you, into that Grizzlies game last night. We will certainly get to the Grizzlies as they fall to the New Orleans Pelicans. I uh, had tuned out and tuned in to what was obviously going on in Lewiston, Maine, where, yes, mass shooting. Uh, and right now, you know, it continues because uh, number's 18 dead right now. That number's fluctuated, but now sits at 18, according to the governor of Maine. Uh, it's still going on. There is a manhunt currently going on in Maine. Basically, the state's on lockdown. It's as scary a situation as it gets because this guy's trained, you know, former Army reservist. And, uh, yeah, scary situation. Certainly thinking about the folks in Maine right now. Again, as that continues, uh, can't wait, certainly, to get uh, some sort of closure to that. And, and in the meantime, you know, you think about, you know, everybody's in those bowling alleys and the bar. and uh, Anyway. Uh, you can certainly get sidetracked real easy. And, and real, to be honest with you, uh, it seemed to make the end of that Grizz game not matter much. Grizzlies did play, lose the season opener 111-104. Heard some overreaction this morning. And then I heard some, uh, you know, some calm. Don't worry about it. Uh, Jeff was doing predictions on the rest of the season. Some got somewhere as low as four. I think you came in at, what, seven? Oh, oh, yeah. Not that rest was, of season. That was, that was Next 24 games. That was, that was just messing You were around. joking. Just a text to Jeff. Uh, be curious to get what your number is. A little bit of overreaction. Other people more calm about it. Uh, we'll see where we both stand. Got Thursday night football tonight. Buccaneers at Bills. That number's nine and a half. Um, is that too much? We will ask my partner. My Chicago Bulls had a players-only meeting after a 20-point loss to OKC. We don't have people who know how to lead. True. And uh, that's probably going to be the last that you hear us talk about the Chicago Bulls. And, oh, by the way, Wimbanyama made his debut. He did. Uh, you probably wouldn't know from the coverage who won the game. Oh, Kyrie and Luca Kind of spoiled Wimbanyama's debut. But, boy, did he look good. Uh, plenty to talk about in the sports world, but certainly uh, hearts and souls and prayers with the folks in Maine. Yeah, um, it was a it was a tough night. Boston Celtics posted their uh, score uh, with a picture of Jason Tatum dribbling in a tweet about our thoughts are with Lewis, and that was odd. They deleted it. They later deleted it. But um, yeah, it's mm. uh, it's definitely become too common in the United States as we do. I mean, <laughs> we just go round and around. We go round and around. We go. Apparently, uh, the uh, the suspect. Uh, according to some reports, uh, obsessed with guns. Uh, him, he, he and his family. So that's uh, he's a, tra- a firearms instructor. Yeah, well, there you go. So uh, you think about trying to apprehend this guy if you are law enforcement. This is your worst nightmare. That's right. I mean, so I was listened to, on, and they're so right. Theoretically, he's supposed to be the good guy with the gun, right? Oh, the firearms instructor, the guy that's responsible. Responsible that's, would be that, the key that, word there. That uh, that's going to have a gun on him. And no. he's he, he's taking everything he knows and. Um, he's maiming you innocent tell, women and men and You can tell from the pictures, like, uh, this guy's out to kill as many people as he can, Yeah, uh, it appears. So it's a scary situation as it, it is. is for those that are trying to at charged with apprehending him Yeah, because it could cost you your life. Oh, yeah. He's is, he, he's on site, though, at this point. You know, that's going to be a there's, – there's, there will be no apprehension is my is my guess. You see oh, him uh, and no, you – Oh, no qu- – what I'm saying is he can shoot at you and oh, yeah. hit you. No, that's is, – while, while, while everybody's trying to con- – it's, I mean, what are we talking damn about damn here? Damn is, it's like a national guard some, response. This ain't somebody just picked up a gun for the first time. Is my point? Oh, no doubt. You no, know, it's, he, it's, he knows what. That's that's what makes it the scariest situation ever, as far as I'm concerned. It is. Uh, the, the the only thing we can hope for at this point is that he is get him uh, stopped, taken care of, get him stopped soon, uh, because we we don't need any more innocent people to lose their lives uh, as a result of this. So uh, obviously, uh, that is that is definitely where your your thoughts are uh, today. 
Uh, Drew Hill going to join us at 11.30 or so. We'll talk to him about the proceedings last night, uh, get his thoughts on the uh, Grizzlies, what they what they uh, put on, 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 on paper last night. Uh, 0-1, yet another loss in the season opener. We talked about it. We knew it was coming. They were underdogs. They did flip. I will say they did flip back to favorites. Really? Right I didn't, before know, I didn't tip. realize that. I didn't know that. Right before tip, at least at some spots. Uh, minus one. I mean, that's, that's still a pick basically, right? Mm-hmm. But they did flip, which I found to be interesting. Uh, so we'll get into that with Drew Hill at 11.30 or so. And then Jeff Calkins, who they want, Jeff Calkins, is going to join us. Um, you know, I, I kind of found his 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 uh, discourse on Rob Williams a, a bit humorous today. Quite honestly, I'll be was I'll there be a discourse totally on Rob? A caller well, called in yes, about Rob, and, right? And, Is that what and, you're... And, and 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 it was funny. This, you know, I feel like I was being gaslit a little bit by Jeff saying that oh, he's just another. Big with injury problems. Let me be completely well, he, clear about this, okay? He, that is a fact about if Rob If the Grizzlies Williams. don't get Rob Williams, it's not going to be because they decided not to get Rob Williams based on his injury history. It's going to be because they don't have the package to acquire Rob Williams. Let's just get that out there on the front. Like, he is a backup. Now, because he was shipped out of Boston, but he was a starter there. Well, and he's going to stay a backup. Man, he is one of the best defensive big men in the league. And, and man, the, you need to look at the games played, man. And the and the Portland Trailblazers are going to look dude at dude misses time. That's why they call him Time Lord. The, I would like to ask you what the Grizzlies how much time he would miss- offer for him. What can they offer for him? The Grizzlies, yeah, picks. That's what exactly and that's what right. Portland wants. Well, they're not. You gotta have to match that salary. Let's see what it looks like later. You're talking about things always gonna shake loose. Oh, things will shake Some loose. Some gonna shake loose. But I mean, let's just everybody let, just calm down. Let's just let's just take it a step back here and, Every, and understand that if the deal does not be get consummated, it ain't gonna be because the Grizzlies decided not to. Well, that that may be true, but you still need to be concerned about his injury history when you're considering whether or not to trade for him. I and I, especially if it's everything you got yeah, picks wise. Well, well, I trust our team doctors and. Memphis, okay. Oh yeah, I bet you do. I just, I do. I just look at our. We got a, we have a very good history. So you just have to put that trust in this team, and you know, hope that uh, you know, they can continue to do that good. Everything work. looks good. Yeah, everything always looks that's good. What, you know, that's what they like to say over there. Until the it doesn't. Uh, so anyway, that's the show today. Uh, it's another home opening L for the Memphis Grizzlies at now five and eighteen. Yeah, I'm interested to hear you overreact to this. Go. Well, I, I can't overreact to something that I thought was coming, can I? Is that possible? You're th- still going to overreact. No, I mean, look, I think what you got was what you were always going to get for the most part. Um, you are asking players who are not proven NBA players to be that. You know, you are calling up guys who – in all likelihood, are not ready for that. You're depending on a, a second unit right now with, you know, no Santi Aldama. Uh, Luke Kennard is just okay. I mean, don't forget that when you traded for him, he was basically out of the rotation with the Clippers. He still makes threes. He just didn't last night. Yes, and he yes, hasn't yes. all yes. preseason. Yes. But he makes them in practice, and he will again. He makes them in practice. That is very important. Uh, and so I think – Harrington has seen it. Yeah, when you, when you sort of – when you elevate guys – when you're forced to elevate guys because of injury that you otherwise were not planning to elevate, you know, a lot of times this is what you're going to get. Um, on top of that, you're incorporating a bunch of, you know, you're, you're starting Zaire at the three. He's not ready for that. You're starting Marcus Smart at, at, at point because you have to out of – but that takes time to gel. You know, that takes time to build continuity. Um, so, yeah, I just – I thought last night was really pretty predictable, um, you know, in, in terms of how it was going to go. Um, I think I think it is going to be bumpy, no doubt about it. In these twenty-five games, I mean, there are spots where the Grizzlies can win. There are spots where they will win. Um, I think it, if you could, if you told me right now, twelve and thirteen, I'd take it. I'd take it. Yeah, probably. I would. I wouldn't take. Probably, you know, I'm probably with you there. I, I think that would be a you know. And again, we when Stephen Adams went down, we talked about this. We said. That was a because it just it just takes a huge chunk out of your depth, man. You know you're pretty thin right now on proven NBA players. You know Roddy, no, Laravia, no, uh, Zaire, no. I mean, there's just a lot of guys that you are having to sort of depend on because of the of the circumstances. You know that I think put you 
at a disadvantage against, you know, a lot of teams. Not all teams, but a lot of teams. So, yeah, I just, I, I, I'm not altogether surprised. I mean, I, I, you know, that's why when Jeff was talking about Western Conference Finals yesterday, I was like, come on, man. Like, we have to have a little bit of integrity here. You know, I mean, we have to. <laughs> I, mean, I, I realize that, like, you don't want to be, like, negative, but I choose to base most of my life in my version of reality. And my version of reality is like, yeah, I, I expected that last night for the most part. I wasn't like, oh, my God, can you believe this is going to be the dregs of the NBA? They're just not going to be, you know, top two. They might not be top four. I guess that would be the, 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 the t- like, that may be out of reach for them. Well, the name you left off is Jaron Jackson Jr. Because, you know, in terms of what you've left me to add here, uh, that's where I would go first. Uh, eight points, five rebounds. I, we love the five blocks, and we get it. And we realized, you know, from a rebounding standpoint, it's not what we do. And, and oh, by the way, salute to Xavier Tillman. You'll take 17 and 12 from him every night of the week. For sure. But I, I didn't think this was as much about what you don't have. And, John, you can. You can go down the list, and you don't. We knew that, though, like you said. Yep. As much as it was about what you don't, as much as it was about what you didn't get from the guys you do have, and particularly from Jaron Jackson Jr. If you get the Jaron Jackson Jr. that we saw at the end of the year last year, that's true. That offensively is playing with confidence, and more importantly, not taking the majority of his shots from three. That was a throwback, Jaron Jackson, right there last night. And it's unfortunate. You're hoping that you know, even with the FIBA play and the off season and everything, he uh, with, with the way he finished last season, that he's ready to roll offensively. He was not last night. That's both on Jaron and. Taylor Jenkins, because you're going to have to find ways to get him going. If Jaron Jackson, who had eight points last night, has a regular game, as poorly as you shot the ball, yep. as, as, as poor as you were in fast break where you usually shine just two points, you know, you're right there in that game and got a chance to win it. It's, I, it, it's not a lot different to me than, than Anthony Davis no-showing in the second half against Denver the other night because Jaron Jackson's been paid. And you're at a certain level now that you're you're expecting him to be. And, oh, by the way, we're expecting him to break through that. And so, again, it was what you didn't get from him particularly. And, again, I'm not putting that all on him. It's first game. A lot of stuff different. You got Marcus Smart trying to figure out his new teammates. You saw him throw the ball somewhere that he thought a Celtic would be. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not – he's trying – and you're doing this on the fly. So, we get, it's, not, it's not what it was last season for Jaron. When, yes, even down some guys, you're still – you've had all these guys for a while. You've had some time to get uh, accustomed to getting the ball more. So you've got to get a better Jaron Jackson Jr. If you do, you're quite possibly winning this game with as little as you've got. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Bain did it. 31. Like, he, he handled his business offensively. And we said, those two in particular, we feel great about him taking a step up. Last night, offensively, Jaron took a step back. He's got to remember what he's got to be right now. He knows that. He's talked about it all offseason. And Taylor Jenkins and the Grizzlies, that staff, have got to do a, a, a better job of finding ways to get him the ball in scoring positions, period. Yeah. Because, again, you close your eyes. You'll take 17 and 12 from, like I told you for the show. Yep. You'll take 17 12. If that was Steven Adams in the box score, you'd say, great. Yeah, I realize exactly they're right. not playing the same. Tillman took, what, five threes last night. Steven Adams is not doing that. It's different. But there was enough out there, even as shorthanded as you were, right. if you get Jaron Jackson of last year. That's what you can't have, John, through well, this. Well, yes. I think through that as is, shorthanded as you are. That's exactly right. Because Bain did it. Bain did do it. Jaron did not offensively. Well, that's the only way they get out and of And he this. struggled for most of the game. Hell, it wasn't even A. It was more like a two-point performance right. for the time that it mattered. No, it's time for Jaron Jackson to and, be a superstar. Well, and he, I, he will have better days. Like, he's missing open threes. The issue is you're taking more of them than you were twos. That's what we were flipping last year. Right. And we were saying this is the way. Right. Right. Get your rhythm inside first. Those open threes will be there. You don't need to start there yes. and have your game predicated on whether or not you're making them. We saw that old Jaron last night. I'm a little worried that he does not have that capability, though. What? I, we a, saw it last year. I know, year. but in, in, a, in, a, in a role where he has to be 1B, I don't know if that is really him. I don't know if he is a guy that can really – meet that in that sort of capacity. Yes, when Jaws out there, he could sort of be the second or the two man. I think, yes, that's a lot more natural. Well, again, that's why it's, you know, part of getting him the ball because, again, you make the point on Ja, 
this is not what you had at the end of last year. You got a bunch of new guys out there. Marcus Smart don't know you. He does and not. And so that's why I'm saying this and isn't and all on Jaron. his game is not but, the same. But eight, you know? John, from Jaron Jackson at no, this point of his career. Uh, there's the word. It's unacceptable. Unacceptable, just like we said about AD yes. in the second half of that game against Denver no, because we, when he's putting up a donut. It know, was essentially a, much like that, except yeah, AD played a, a solid first half offensively, just yes. no-showed in the second half. This is Jaron's fifth year in the NBA. I mean, it's time for well, him to, you know, I mean, at and home, Xavier Tillman is giving you 17 and 12. You can't exactly look at the right. other guys around you and say they ain't, you know. And, and again, we can go down the list about how unproven guys are, and LaRavia gave you nothing, and, you know, you didn't even play Contra. What, what's up? Why are you not playing uh, Lofton as shorthanded as you are? Yeah. I know Taylor Jenkins talked about, you know, maybe a feel thing and you'll get to him. But my point is, it wasn't about what you don't have last night. Jaron Jackson gives you more. You're right there in, in, in position to win that game. Yeah. no, uh, I, As shorthanded as you are, which is, you know, something they're used to around here. So Absolutely right. So I, 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 think, I think that's fair. You know, if you get a, if you get a better night from Jaron, is that a totally different yeah. game perhaps? I, I mean, just, it, that's part of you say 13 and 12, 12 and 13. I mean, if you're really going to tread water here or be better – those two in particular, right. Bain and Jaron, have to be at a high level. Well, and, and I will say, so like, Bain has that proven be key he can right. do that. Oh, my gosh. What are we talking about here? Loved Bain's game last night. And you and you got to think, now defenses can focus on him, and he's still giving you 31. Right. right. I mean, you know, and, yes. and again, I got nothing bad to say about, about Bain. That dude, wow. Wow, but but to me, this is the challenge, right? This is the charge for Jaron. Is that you know you kind of have to, you kind of have to be an a, an a hole a little bit here. You know, you kind of have. I think to, he'll get back to it. I mean, this this was a game where you say, okay, I mean, this one's on me as far is. as I'm concerned. Like you got to be the team's best player, bro. Like you do. I, I know we're we're gonna need Bane, but like Jaron has to be this team's best player on both ends of the court uh, because he's the guy that's got the most upside. He's the guy that's got the hardware. You know, he 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 is sort of got to be the the the, the core of it. Dude, you know? if he just scores sixteen, eight more, you're right there in that game. And again, this is on a night where he and Kennard are missing all of their open shots. Grizzlies are five of twenty one on open looks. I got that from our man Sean Coleman over at Bluff City Media. That number, shout out to him. But you're you're going to make that's twenty three percent on open looks. You're going to make those shots. You get a better Jaron. You could beat teams like the Pelicans with what you've got. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Sure. You're going to need more from the unproven's, and like I put it yesterday, you know that's the piece I'm some least surprises. confident in. That's it'd be the, nice yeah. to have some surprises again. Zaire, just you know, not it. Yeah. You know, no, it wasn't last night. It was not it. You're right. Needs to be better. Yeah, but but it last night was not about those unproven guys that you're trying to learn with on the flies. About yeah. Jaron not giving you what you need no, for sure. And again, a Jaron that we saw yes. can do that. Yes. Saw it at the end of last year. So get him back into that mode. That's that's yes. my first priority if I'm Taylor Jenkins. I'll, I'll, I'll say this too. I don't care. If we lose against Denver. He's getting shot. He's taking shots. I, he's getting in, he's getting in a rhythm. Yes, I think Santi's absence was felt too. Oh, absolutely. Like I think if you get no, him well, back, and I think you know. My Lofton point partly was because Santi was out, right? You're so oh, yeah. short-handed in there, but yeah, uh, yeah, you get Santi back, that'll help a little bit. Yeah, like because like you, you can just give all of uh, you can you can give all of Laravia's minutes to him, right? Take take Laravia off the floor completely because he does nothing for you, uh, and give all those minutes I mean, to to Santi and let him he he like if you watch the World Cup and I watch damn near every game of the World Cup, you could tell he is about to take a pretty nice step. I, I feel like that. I I, I agree. So I you know, you're right. and there are some sharp guys who I respect that think the same thing. That think if Sansi was back tomorrow, for example, against the Nuggets, that that might actually impact the 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 spread. That it might actually open up a little shorter than it otherwise will if he doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my people believe that if no Sansi, that's going to be Nuggets minus five, even though it's in Memphis. So uh, that's a pretty huge number for a team that has one of the best home court advantages in the NBA. But I think it's probably deserved right now. Um, until they can figure out some things. So, look, this is this is going to be. I think you got to play like this, though. I, you know what I'm saying? Right now, you're going to get out rebounded, John. Oh yeah, it's the personnel ain't going to change. It I is mean, what it is. Whoever yeah. you bring in for game six, you know, whatever big body, this thing ain't going to flip back to where all of a sudden you can go back to you know playing like you were playing with for Stephen sure. Adams. Well, like you so know, the again, five like, out thing. I mean, I, I think right now you're going to have to roll with it. You're going to shoot better than 12 of 43. Uh, there's no question about that. And again, if you find ways to get Jaron involved. Um, you're just trying to tr- you're just trying to tread water. So I, you know that's to me this one was 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 more about was more about what you didn't get. Yeah. From 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 the guys you expect to get it from the and guys that have to be consistent for there, you. There's no especially doubt about right it. now. Uh, but look, I I I 
I wasn't like, oh my God, everything I believed about the Grizzlies has just been shattered in front of me. Like, no, and I'm not like that on Jaron. I saw some people yeah. going back to saying this is him. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. The guy we saw at the end of last season is the is the that was coming on offensively for sure. Really getting confident is the one we we need to get back to, I, and I, he's there. I was listening to Jeff this morning, um, and somebody called in and said four wins. And that, obviously that's ridiculously low. Come on, but man. but but he did make some points though. He did make some points within that about the shooting. About no about what what about what the Grizzlies are dealing with. They don't have their starting oh, yeah, point yeah, guard. Yeah, they don't have their they don't have their best backup big man right now. They don't have uh, their starting center. It's ugly. And 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 they're and they have a bunch of new pieces and they have a bunch of unproven young guys. They're trying to patch this thing together and just waddle through. You know it's gonna be kind of ugly. You know, like, I, I, that's why I said when Steven Adams went out, you know, I, I had said I had the over on the Grizzlies' win total. Which was 45 and a half when, right. when you had it. Then he went out, and I hedged out of that. I got out of it because I don't believe this team is going to be able to go over that with so much, uh, you know, turmoil, quite frankly, with their personnel, like, and especially with what Steve Adams means to them. Um, I think they're, this is a playoff team. The job will be able to get them to the playoffs when he returns, as long as you know they're somewhat. You know, if they're three or four games within five hundred when he gets back, mm-hmm. I believe that. I don't like. I don't all of a sudden think this is a play-in team. I do think there's going to be weeks though out of this season that are bumpier than people maybe anticipated, and that's part of it. But uh, it's back to the grind for a reason, bro. Do I get this bane all season long? I hope so. I don't see any reason why not. If he's healthy, he was he was this good when he was healthy last year. Right, well, I'm just, you know, we the joke used to be that Brad loved him, you know, first and foremost. But I'm jumping right there and with him. How can you not respect the, what what this dude does out there? You have to respect it. But they did lose the game, though. So I mean, that's we you know, they did lose, bro. bro it, bro, put in two hundred. He did. He did. That's what Bane does. He adds to his game. He gets downhill now. My goodness. But, you know, there's work. With, with very short arms. They're, they're for sure. It's the way they said he couldn't do it. Yeah. That I keep going back to, and I realize why Brad fell in love with him the way he did so early. Could the dimensions? Yeah. The, the short wingspan? Yeah, they said he'll never be this. Right. It is harder when That's you That's why he was arms, such a late it? pick. What are we talking about here? L- l- like, it's, you, if l- anybody in the league had known he would be this, what did, we, what did he go, 30? Yeah, 31. 31. Don't you think life this, is so much easier is if you have long arms? Just in any anything you do. When he has to lay the ball up, he has to basically jump four feet in the air to get it to the rim. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's harder for him to, but he gets it done, despite the yeah. challenges. It's so it's so much easier when you have Jaron Jackson wingspan. Just Jaron Jackson, or you have Jaw's athleticism. Right, right, right. Bain doesn't have those things. Jaw has both the athleticism and the wingspan, and he maximizes. Yeah. Every little thing God gave him, every little inch. Ja has a six seven wingspan on top of that balance. That is kind of six seven is a yeah. six seven. That yeah. is kind of that is. He has freakish that long is freak. arms. Bain does it wasn't blessed with those things. No, he's, he's not. done it through hard work, through constantly adding to his game. I just I can't say enough about that dude. I mean, he put up, you know, Booker Tatum numbers last night. Yeah. Yes, and a loss. Yeah. But if you get what you need from Jaron Jackson Jr. Yes. You're quite possibly scoring those thirty one in a win. Yes. Um. Speaking of MVP, uh, Tatum, 34-11 in a win in Madison Square last night. But they didn't win by a lot. They didn't win by a lot. They still won on the road. I mean, in Madison Square. Is that is that an MVP on-notice performance? How, how many did Porzingis have 30. most in a Boston 30. debut, I heard? Yes, Porzingis was the story. Going to hurt you. I mean, yo- going to hurt you. Does, it, does Joker you have Jamal Murray? You can't come in here and say Does Joker have Jamal Murray? You, all I, uh, this, calm down. You can't come in here today saying Jason Tatum leads the way in MVP voting or in the MVP after one game no, when, when he that. had another guy on his team that had 30 last but, night. And the story was Porzingis. But would you Most say, in a Celtics debut. Yes, but would you say, though, that he's going to be there until the end? He's going to be in the discussion until the end. If he's if he's doing 34 a night, bro. Of course he will be in the discussion. There is going to be a, 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 a – writers are going to want to – Give it to someone else. someone new yes. this year and then not be an MVP. Joker, Jokic Embiid, or yes. even Giannis, right? I think so. It could be Booker, but Booker's already missing a game tonight. So. Uh, he looks like the the ball is in his hands. It is. That but Bradley Beal is still out right now. You know, there's going to be a lot of 
You know? Well, that's good, quite yeah. frankly, for your MVP case. 100%. I'm just saying, 34-11 and 11 in Madison Square, That's a, it's, a, it's a narrative league. You're in it. Yes, exactly. I, I don't I, think you moved I, up I, last I, night I, like you're hoping. No, I think, I think Joker your... is firmly ahead right now because he – and, and maybe Luka. John has Tatum for his long shot MVP pick. Luka had a triple-double last night against the Spurs. He was fantastic. But, but they're not going to win enough. Let's be real. Him, him and Kyrie actually looked good together last night. Against the lowly Spurs. They're still the Spurs. They're still young and bad. Uh, even though they added Wimbanyama. like he looks. I'm like just a, saying they had to figure it out on the fly last year, and it was some ugly record with the two of them. Well, let's do this. Let's it's just Ky- see what it looks it's like. It's Kyrie this Irving, though. You know this thing is like just as capable as going off they the got, rails they in got, three weeks. I just they got more dirty work men this year. They yep. got Grant Williams. It's just a little bit more with them. Yep. Uh, anyway, that was uh, that was the night last night inside FedEx Forum. Grizzlies go down 111-104. They are back in action on Friday against the reigning. World champions, Ooh-wee. yes, world champions, the Denver Nuggets. Unleash Lofton, dude, just unleash you him. You have nothing to lose. Put Laravia on. What's you know, the line going to be? You said your shots. Five. I told you five. Five, yeah. Man. Don't put Lofton out Man, there. Put, give, uh, give Jokic something new to think about. Laravia, Better get out there and guard him, big Jokic. Yeah, uh, we'll get into all this with Drew Hill uh, last night and more. Stick around, Jason and John. I turn FM, ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. He joins us every single Thursday and he joins us now. Drew, what's up, dude? What's up? How are you guys? Uh, doing good, man. You know, just Eager trying to make to sense. Hear your take. Trying to make sense of, uh, you know, a, a pretty uh, a bummer of an evening uh, inside FedEx form. You're gonna you're gonna hear reactions. You're gonna hear over quote unquote overreactions. You're gonna hear people maybe underreacting. What's the right way to look at last night for the Memphis Grizzlies? Yeah, that's such a tough question. I'm gonna be honest. My head is kind of everywhere. <laughs> My oh. head's kind of everywhere, just like everybody else. Um, because I was watching the game and I was watching it unfold and I was very concerned with a lot of what I saw. I just was thinking, this team's just not competitive enough on the boards. And like, Jaron has got to be a better rebounder than that. And than he was in that game. Um, and they also had, you know, I mean, you're trying to play, a whole bunch of really young rookies, and if none of them really show up for you, this is kind of the game you're going to get. You might be down 15 points a lot. Um, And so I wanted to be like, yeah, this team, major problems. And then you look at the box score and you're like, well, and you watch parts of the game, they did get a lot of open threes that they didn't make. Mm -hmm. And I know people get frustrated with the three-point shooting, but – there are games, let's just remember, there are games where the Grizzlies make a lot of those threes and it's a blowout because they got a, got a lot of open threes and made a lot of open threes. So, you know, maybe this we're looking at this game differently simply if the shooting is a little different um, than it was in that game. So I, I really don't know what to make of it. I, I get that they're going to do the whole – you know, it's one game. You can't win the championship in the first game of the season, as Marcus Smart said. But I, I'm not on panic level zero. I'm just not quite yet at, like, panic level five out of ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not all the way there, 
But, like, I am looking at what happened last night saying, yeah, they're going to have to do something. Like, this is not – this isn't. they don't have enough. Like, they just don't have the firepower right now. And you're probably going to have to wait until game five to really figure that out. But as currently constructed, they are not well-equipped to take on very physical big teams. Well, how much differently are we looking at it too, Drew, even with the poor shooting? And I'm right with you 100% on that, pointed that out. Like, they're going to – you know – what was it, 5 of 21 on open looks, that's that's going to get better. But how much differently are we talking about that game? If you get the Jaron Jackson offensively that you had at the end of last year that we're hoping comes into this season and starts the year on a tear, just everything that went into, and I, it's just first game, a lot of things different around him. So I'm not saying this is all on him. It's clearly on the staff. You've got to get him going. But if if he's giving you 16 to 20, it, it's a different game probably than the eight he's giving you. And so – what did you see last night in terms of him offensively? Because what I said, Drew, it feels like the old Jaron that we saw where, you know, you, you shoot more threes than twos and everything else. How much of it was him? How much of it is the offense? Um, I think it's a, it's a combination of both. I would say a lot of it, I feel like, was the offense, though. Um, I don't understand why Jaron has every touch Jaron got in that game seemed to be at the top of the key. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. He's got to touch the ball in other places. Um, I think that he's got to get some post uh, looks. He was very good in those scenarios last season, and it felt like every time he got the ball, it was at the top of the key. It was a, matched up against Larry Nance, Jonas, or Zion, who are all very big dudes, by the way, and he's trying to drive to the basket and create for himself. But – he's almost better when he's leaning on somebody and he's spinning over one of his two shoulders. And I feel like that's where he, he can find a rhythm. Like once he Absolutely. keeps the ball go down a few times yep. uh, in, in that scenario, that's when the threes start to go. And that's when the drives are waiting on him to post up and he goes right past him. Um, so I didn't like the looks that Jaron got in the game for being honest. Yep. Um, I wish he would have touched the ball in the post more often. Uh, and, you know, I I think that uh, Brevin Knight even, uh, he, that was something that he had mentioned to me just in the casual conversation of the game. Like, man, I, it doesn't feel like, you know, Jaron's gotten very many post touches in this game. Yep. Um, and so, you know, when Brevin's saying it, and he's obviously really, really knowledgeable about the game, you know, I, I think it, it's, you believe it a little bit more. And so, I wish they would have used him a little bit differently. At the same time, like between Jaron and Luke, like the three point, you just went completely over on the three point shooting with those two guys, and they're critical to keeping you in a game like that. Uh, and Dez felt like he was going all by himself up there. And I mean, Marcus played a decent game too, but you know when that three's not going in addition to he's not getting Jaron's not getting the ball in the right spots that's when you have a game where he finishes ineffective and i you know the rebounding has to be better on Jaron's end too yep. like we can't just ignore it it has to be better because they need him now and Marcus Smart was you know he's he's one of the leaders on this team and Desmond Bain one of the leaders on this team said Jaron has got to rebound for us we know he has got to step in the shoes of Steven Adams a little bit more, and it's not going to be easy, and there's going to be times that it's ugly, and we're going to tell him you can do it, keep going. Um, and I think that's that's what you're going to get here early in the season. But it felt like Jaron a lot of times, you know, was trying to finesse a rebound when the other team, Zion and, and Jonas, are just muscling him out of the way, uh, and he's got to battle a little bit harder. And I think Taylor Jenkins made a point to kind of say that after the game. He, he said in terms of the entire team, but, I, you know, while the scoring is great, like the rebounding, it, you could have been in that game if Jaron rebounded better than he did. Yeah, we're talking to Drew Hill, covers the Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian. Uh, interestingly enough, Nuggets come to town tomorrow night, so there is no respite. There is no reprieve. Uh, the Grizzlies open as a shorter underdog than I thought they would at two and a half. Now, that's like just now, uh, so that number could go up. Does that sort of come as a surprise that it's that short to you, Drew? Yeah, it's a bit of a surprise uh, just because Denver has looked amazing in the preseason and obviously looked great in the first game. Um, that's a, I guess that's a little bit of a surprise, but 
I bet you the sharp bunny comes in on the Grizzlies in that scenario. Like, you know, if everyone's a little bit surprised at what this line is, you'd think that the public would, would bet on the Nuggets for the most part. Um, but I, I think that the Grizzlies can stay in a game like that again, like if the three-point shooting is just a little bit better. But we also have a lot of health questions. Like, I – I didn't realize that Luke Kennard got clocked that good uh, going for the rebounds uh, there when he had the bloody nose. Like, mm-hmm. I thought maybe it was just a nosebleed. And then I opened up the Daily Memphians page this morning and saw, like, dang, like he had like a what looked like to be bruises under his eyes from where he got, you know, hit oh, in the nose. Yeah. Um, and so, like, what's his status going to be? What is the status of uh, of Santi Aldama? Like, uh, there's some real questions there that I'd want answered before I'd, you know, if if I were to bet on a game like this. Um, so I'd probably wait. But yeah, it's a little surprising that it's two and a half. How, how much would having Santi back help things right now in your mind? I think it. I, I'm I'm not sure it helps things rebounding wise, mm-hmm. even though Santi is tall, but. Of all the players that are young players on the Grizzlies that are, you know, coming off the bench to try to give you a boost, David Roddy, Jake LaRavia, yep. like, I trust Santi Aldama the most. I just do at this point. I trust him the most out of all of these players because I think offensively he just has a little bit more juice than the other guys do. Um, he can score inside and he can score outside. The three-point shot um, – you know, he, he gets open looks because he has bigs defending him more often. So he's pulling guys out to the perimeter. He's getting more open looks as a result of that. I, I, I trust Santi more than a lot of those other guys to give you some sort of scoring boost off the bench. And that was really where it all went wrong yesterday. It all went wrong when they brought that second unit in and they took Desmond Bain out and suddenly they just had absolutely no firepower. Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of the that is that is you know we can talk about the shot falling here or there, but in the end, I mean, for these, I don't even know. Like maybe when Ja even gets back, like we talk about a big man and the move you have to make at that spot, but doesn't it sort of feel like you know your 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 cavalry here of you know Kennard and Roddy, et cetera? Like even when Ja returns, like that's probably not going to be enough. It just it just it, again it's one game, but we do have a little bit more of a sample. I'll even throw Zaire in there, right? Like, you, it just starts to feel like you have a, a big pot of gumbo or nothing, you know. And so maybe it's, uh, it's not just a consolidation, um, you know, it's not just going for a big man, but it's a consolidation of all these sort of mid pieces you have to try to get something good from somebody, right? I mean, yeah, but I or do better think than what only, you have. It, I guess it only takes one. Like, it only takes one of those players turning out to be worthwhile, right? Takes one. Um, so for me, you know, I think while you're right, like it's hard to have confidence. It is one game, and these guys are going to get a lot of opportunities as a result of this, and we'll see what happens from here. I mean, you can't expect that all of those guys are going to play bad every single game. Like, it just doesn't work that way. You know, we saw David Roddy have a great game last year and went over the Mavs. Um, which he had a great fourth quarter. Like, you need some of those flashes to inspire confidence here. I feel like, but and y- yesterday was certainly not a shining example of those guys. But it only takes one to really make a big difference. And I think that this team that you mentioned, Jaw, like they really need Jaw back because they really need to be able to space the Jaw and Bane minutes because they had no one to create offense when Bain was off the floor. And that's not, you know, a knock on Derrick Rose. I know he didn't play his best game. He felt like he had a lot of good looks that he could have made that he missed. Um, But it just – the engine of Desmond Bain changed the entire dynamic of the game. Every time he was on the court, you felt like the Grizzlies had a chance to come back. And then as soon as he checked out of the game, you look up and they were down 14 again. Like they, they they desperately need job because they have to be able to space those two guys out um, because they are just the engines of this entire offense. Drew, how would you grade Zebo and Tony Allen as guest PA uh, oh, announcers? A plus, A plus, A plus. Those guys did an awesome job, um, and it was actually a really really cool moment. It was 
it was additionally cool because the Memphis Symphony Orchestra was there playing, and it sounded like they were playing some, like, hype music in the background, but that was actually the symphony playing the music oh, wow. as Tony Allen and Zebo announced the players. Yeah, that was live. Is there a good recording of that anyway? I need to go check that out, Drew. I was following you on Twitter there, and I, I need to see that. Yeah, I need to hear that. Um, I think the I had Valley a, Sports account got tweeted you. it out. Okay. I think they did. Yeah. Follow-up question. Again, I raised my hand up. I was not able to uh, observe. Derek Rose on the introduction from those two gentlemen, was it Derek Rose from Chicago? Was it University of Memphis? Do we know? I, know? I know you tweeted they put him in the middle of the dance huddle. Did we Did we say University of Memphis is Derek Rose? I know we had talked about that. What happened? I missed it. So uh, Derek wasn't a starter, so he didn't get announced of by course, Zemo okay. and Tony. But, but Marcus Tucker, the PA guy, announced him. And it's funny enough, I, I told Marcus before the game that he needed to say University of Memphis, and he did. And I also said we need the – the elitist of elite introductions for Derrick Rose, because you know this is going to be a great moment. I said, I need your A-plus game here. And uh, Marcus was like, all right, I got you. So then, you know, he he did the from the University of Memphis, Memphis. you know, yeah. whatever. Good uh, and that's Derrick Rose. I believe he said the University of Memphis. I'd have to go back and double check, but I think he did. Uh, and then he turned around and he said, was that good enough for you? I said, yeah, that was excellent. Great job. Uh, and that was an awesome moment. Everybody standing, everybody giving him the standing ovation. Um, really, really cool. And then, you know, Derek, after the game, I respect the heck out of this. Derek basically said at first, yeah, it's, it's cool, but we lost. So mm-hmm. I just can't be fake about this. Like, I can't. I'm, I'm mad that we lost. I wanted to win. I'm out here playing in a game again, and I haven't played, you know, on an NBA court in a long time. And it sucks that we lost. Um, and so I, I can respect that. Like the guy's a competitor. He still wants to win, you know, at 35 years old. And while he thought the, the ovation was great and he didn't want to come across as like crass or whatever, like he, I think he was honest and said, yeah, that sucks. I mean, we lost. The ovation doesn't mean nearly as much to me because we lost. My man said, uh, I don't want to be spurious with it. I saw that, Drew. Unbelievable. I don't. I when I saw the y'all's tweet when I, I think it was Giannato I saw first said Derrick Rose said I don't want to be spurious about. I, okay. I had to go look up spurious. Okay, bro. I, I mean, did not I, know I, what I spurious mean respectfully. This is like that's like when the dude goes to jail for like Man, twenty stop, years and he bro. comes. You he know been using, He plays you know chess. It, I know, but I'm saying that's what spurious. it feels like. It feels like stop. you ain't had nothing to do but read the last twenty years, and now you're coming out dropping big vocabulary words like this, bro. No, you know what? It's John, very impressive, I, is what it was. Yeah, yeah. First of all, John, you're Spurious. wrong. And and second of all, this this is who Derrick Rose is. is. Now. Like I, know, he, I know, I know, I know. And I'm I actually Spurious. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and tease it. I don't know when it's going to come out, but I have a piece about Derrick Rose that I am currently working on, and in one of his current interests, and it's not chess. And you like. It's amazing how Thank invested you, he is. No, I, that's why you're the best. And, and it is, no yeah. doubt. It is culturally intelligent things. Open like, up this man's eyes. Things that you would think of that, that people that are uh, complex enjoy. Like, you know, like reading and like those types of things. Derrick Rose enjoys that stuff, right? So, uh, you know, that is just who Derrick Rose is at this yeah. point. It's true. Yeah, I mean, like you guys, like uh, John needs to be the first one to read that story, Drew. No, I, I certainly, uh, I, I certainly do. Uh, I do appreciate. Thank you. That Drew. he's now become, you know, the uh, you know old English. You know, he's like, well, I've got a little bit of a humdurgeon. I'm feeling a little under the weather. Welcome, welcome, greetings, my friends. You know, like I, I do respect. Mm. You know, uh, <laughs> I do, I do. I toodles. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hating right now? No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. But y'all know I'm deep down. Y'all know I'm right. No, y'all know I'm right. I just don't want to say it because it's not politically correct. You know, and, and I get it. Y'all don't University get, of Memphis educated. Yeah, you don't want to get well. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, I mean, kind of. We you know. did it. Uh, well, gentlemen, I'm Bedwood. See you guys in the full morn. So, so uh, Drew, <laughs> while John gets off his jokes, nothing in terms of first twenty-five games, your prediction would not change based on what you saw last. I'm, I'm guessing here, but based on what you said last night, you wouldn't adjust the prediction at all. Uh, well, I mean, I would definitely need to adjust the prediction 
based on the fact that Stephen Adams and Santiago well, Dama were out. Of, yeah. Um, but, but in terms of the way that this is going to go, like, I mean, look, let's be honest, guys. Friday's that's a tough ask. Like that's just a really tough ask oh, yeah. to try to beat the the reigning champs at home. But like you got to win the games against bad teams still, and I do think that the Grizzlies are a good enough team to beat bad teams still. So like. When you go to Portland and you go to Utah and you go to D.C., you get they, four of their games are against them. You need to get three of them, right? Like you just have to get three of them at the very least, and you have to be competitive against some of these middle-tier teams. I mean, yep. look, New Orleans is not a bad team. They did turn the ball over 21 times last night. That's what so they I don't do. Think New Orleans played their best game, but, you know, they, they New Orleans played well enough to win that game. If you shoot close to fifty percent from the three point line, you got a chance to be in virtually every NBA game. Um, so they played well enough to win, and you can do you can do a, a bit of a hat tip if you're the Grizzlies and say, "All right, yeah, like you played well, uh, you deserved this one." But the Grizzlies have to find a way to win some of these games. Like they have to win oh, yeah. some of these games against these middle tier opponents, the Mavs. You know, the Pelicans, the Kings, like those are the games you have to be competitive in. You have to take at least a, a few of them uh, before Ja comes back. Uh, are you an MVP voter? Uh, I don't know. They they mix it up like every year. I have voted in the MVP, before, uh, gotcha. MVP poll before, but I don't think they've informed really anybody of who's going to be voting this year yet. Would you like to be an MVP voter again? Um... I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I, I I enjoyed doing it the one time that I did, and you do feel like you have some like power, but also it's like this responsibility to know that you need to watch every game you pretty much can if you want to be as informed as possible. Um, and that's a homework assignment that isn't always the most enjoyable thing. I mean, I do like watching sports, but – so I don't know. It it is a lot. It's a lot of work. Like if you're not spending time putting effort into it, then you know you you don't deserve to be voting, in my opinion. Right. So I took it very seriously the year that I was awarded a vote. And you know it is true. Like, and I'm sure like Michael felt this way last year because so I so two years ago I voted. Last year, Michael voted, and. Uh, when I voted, I voted Jaron Jackson as Defensive Player of the Year. That was not the year that he won. That was the year Marcus Smart won. And then last year, obviously, Jaron won and DeMichael voted for Jaron. But, like, there's a little pressure because your vote is public that if you don't vote for the guy here, like, you know, Jaron's going to see that. Like, if you don't vote Ja as All-NBA, Ja's going to see that. Like, I don't know if it's the best system because of the way that this operates. But anyway, I went off on a tangent. You asked me a simple question. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Well, so let me ask you this. If you were voting, right, it just, I, I, and I'm sort of trying to get into the human element of things here. I'm trying to get into the human condition. As you know, I have, I have Tatum 10 to 1. Um, is, there, is there a fatigue? Is that real? Is that, if, you know, made up? Like if, if let's just say, let's just say this happens. Okay, I'm just going to take you through a scenario, right? Let's say that a guy that's never won the MVP award is averaging 33 a game, and his team is number one in his respective conference, uh, and he's an all-star, and he's all-NBA, and he's all these things. And let's say that Joker, <clears throat> who has won the MVP twice before, is doing the same exact thing. Is your inclination as a voter to give it to the new guy? Or is it to give it back to a guy that's already won it twice? Like, I'm just the human element in you. I'm trying to figure out how live I am here. I think you're the human element is to give it to the new guy. I would agree. But if this is, if we're just having a real, like a, a real conversation of Tatum versus Jokic, if it did come down to that, I think the fact that Jokic did not win last year sets him up pretty well for voters to say, Okay, well, he could have won last year and he didn't win, so we have to vote for the deserving guy. It's like, the, is it like the LeBron thing? Like, there were a lot of years where LeBron probably should have won it, and people just got tired of giving it to LeBron. And then there was like a year off where they gave it to, you know, maybe a year or two off, they gave it to Steph and they gave it back to LeBron. Like, one of those kind of things. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the point that we're at with Jokic now. It's like, 
what do you do here? The guy won two in a row. You don't want to give him three in a row because if you give him three in a in three in a row, then you're setting up this precedent where you're basically saying that basketball analytics, because analytically Jokic is almost always the best player in every single category, you're saying that that determines the award, and he's just it doesn't feel like that drop off is ever going to come. So you're never going to have another reason to give somebody else the MVP if you give it to them three years in a row. That's how I feel like you know. That's how I think it went last season. So now this season, what do you do about that? Like, do you give it right back to Jokic? She did win the championship, right. and he is going to be one of the best players in the league all season long. So it's a tough debate. It's hard to figure out. No doubt. Hey, Drew, appreciate the time as Thank always, you, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. See ya. He is Drew Hill, covers the Grizz for the Daily Memphian, joins us every single Thursday. Appreciate his time. We'll come back with the rundown. Jeff Calkins at 125. Stick around. Jason and John on Eternal FM, ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.